Heart of the Assistant, brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia, a podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. Hey guys, and welcome back to Art of the Assistant. Man, it's good to be with you again today as we dive into an important subject. We've heard it before, we've heard it talked about, it might be something that we disdain, But it's the phrase that we have in Timothy that says very explicitly, let no man despise thy youth. Hmm. And that's a statement that I'm afraid is sometimes easier said than done. And we, we want people to trust us. We want people to depend upon us. But yet in our young age, we see very little of that. And to a point, maybe even at times of frustration Mm -hmm. that, man, listen, I'm I'm 27 years old. I can handle this. I'm 30 yeah. years old. I'm, I'm 25. I'm, I'm not a child anymore, but people despise our youth. Yeah. I remember it was my church in Ohio, and, and the pastor, well, a man got up and sang, and, and he gave a devotional before he sang the special. He sang the special and got down, and the pastor got up and said, man, I'm so thankful for young men like him who are, who are going to step up and take leadership roles in our church. He was 53. <laughs> you know, um, but the pastor being seventy three, right? Fifty three seemed very man, young. He was young, yeah. you know. Man, his kids are just in college. He's a yipper ah. snapper, and and I'm thinking, man, this guy, he's ancient. He's right. old, right? You know, he's and and so sometimes it is a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, how in the world can we ensure that no man despises our youth, right? And, and how can we ensure that, that we are putting off or displaying um, a maturity that's beyond our years? Yeah. You know? Well, I think that passage, sometimes we put the onus on others. Like, hey, don't despise my youth. Right. But right. It's, it's followed up after with, but be an example in these yes. certain areas. And yeah. so I remember looking at that verse thinking... You know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, I should—they sh- they shouldn't look at me just because I'm young right. and and listen, right. people. Yeah, listen, listen, to this verse, people. Yeah. But really, he's telling Timothy, yeah. don't allow people to despise your youth. Yeah. But here's the way that you uh, combat that attitude towards you right. by being an example in these areas. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, so that's good. So I'll go ahead and read it just for context. You know, twelve says, but be an example of the believers in word conversation, charity, spirit, faith, purity, till I come, give attendance to reading, mm-hmm. exhortation to doctrine. Yeah. And and so so I'm gonna be an example in that way. And one way I can develop that maturity is by reading, exhorting and right. and doctrine. You mm-hmm. know, pour myself into the scriptures, reading, listen to great podcasts like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and helping myself grow. Right. And but today what I'd like to do is just talk about again, as we like to do, that's what makes our podcast our podcast. Practical examples. Yeah. Okay. What are what are some things that I did when I was an assistant, twenty five to twenty seven years old, stupid stuff, that that showed my immaturity? Sure. Yeah. We were talking just a minute ago about uh, if we could take the energy that we had in the early twenties, early mid twenties, along with uh, the maturity and experience that you have, you know, a little yeah. bit later in life, and yeah. combine those together. Uh, but it's a catch twenty two. It is. Know. It is. I think you can do that, but it's called meth, <laughs> and, and it might it might work for a little while, but eventually, eventually it catches it, up it's with you. It's going to catch up with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. There's only so much a dentist can do. <laughs> and, and so, guys, how can you how can you be an example? What are just some simple things that you can do in your ministry um, to to be wise beyond your years? Right. Yeah. What are some simple things that you can do? You know, what are some steps you can take? And 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 some of this again, it, it's mistakes that I have made. To maybe I've seen other of my assistants make, or maybe it's just pet peeves of mine that I don't want, mm-hmm. you know, to happen, or that I've seen that I appreciate. But number one for me, Dan, that I would say to be wise beyond your years, mature beyond your years, is be on time. Actually, <laughs> be early. Right. All right. Um, there's nothing more frustrating for me than when one of the guys is late. Yeah. Now, granted, four kids. Sure. You know, and I'll tell some stories here about times where I was late. But, you know, it's it's frustrating for me to be depending on, you know, let's say it's it's Sunday and I know that my assistant pastor is preaching. This is his Sunday to preach. And he's up at 9 a.m. for the first service. And at 8.55, there's still no sign of Right, now. yeah. I'm sweating bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, man, what's going on? Where is he? He's supposed to be preaching. Why isn't he here? Mm-hmm. Now, he's going to show up. I'm confident of that. At least I hope so. But, man, that, that puts me on edge. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and then again, with four kids and, and Carrie getting out the door as a youth pastor and, and to church outings was tough. Mm-hmm. And, and there were times where the youth was there and there's where's, where's Trey? Right. Why isn't he here? Why mm-hmm. is he late? Man, is are we doing this or not? Right. And so it, it really got to the point where, you know, I just had to go myself. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that. And I wanted to be involved in the family, but sometimes it was just impossible for four out the door. Right. Well, you have, and this isn't the case in every situation, but many times the senior pastor is older. Um, it is, is a known fact that as you get older, your sleep patterns change. Yep. Your, the amount of sleep that you need changes. Yep. Um, o- older people tend to get up earlier and earlier as yep. life goes on. And so uh, they don't have the same kind of, and, and I, I don't say baggage in, in uh, a negative tense, like I'm not talking about kids as baggage, yeah. but they don't they don't have the same responsibilities. They're in a different right. season of life, right. uh, so they can pick up and go. It's no big deal. Well, the, you're not in that stage, and and a lot of times, you know, the assistant isn't. They're in a different season. So I, I think uh, you've got to not only realize it, but to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, one of my major struggles is anticipating that there might be traffic. Right. Like I could I can make it in 20 minutes yeah. in perfect conditions. Yeah. There is never perfect conditions. Yeah. So I've I have to I have to have to uh, plan ahead on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's always going to take longer, so anticipate it. Right, exactly. And and so you be if you guys if you've got a youth outing, be the first one there. Yeah. You know, um, Wednesday nights you're doing youth, be there, have the lights on, the heat on have things rolling don't right. be coming in late it's one it's it's not it's not really a good testimony but two professionally that shows your youth mm-hmm. and well i thought i could make it well i guess there's always an excuse yeah. i got stuck in traffic the baby had a dirty diaper um the dog got out whatever right but and the if, point of the matter is you didn't plan ahead to plan to be there on time and if you're late you're frustrated exactly and yes. so you show up and, and there's a little bit of frustration because people are sitting, waiting in the parking lot or people are there before you or whatever. And 
And, and then that shows in the attitude going forth. It sets the tone. I don't care if it's church or if it's a youth activity or um, if you're just going to uh, you know, a Bible study group, what, whatever it is, um, it sets the tone for yeah. the, that activity. Yeah. And five minutes, one way or another, could change the whole aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, my assistant, Johnny, he's in charge of coffee on Sunday morning. So you come in our church, we have the coffee pot set up. People, at first, they were wondering what in the world we were doing. Now they're waiting in line to get uh-huh, the coffee. Right, you know, yeah. they're, loving, they're loving that on Sundays. Well, Saturday, he comes in and gets it set up. Hmm. He could come in Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. He still comes in at 8.30, and he could do it then. Mm-hmm. But he comes in on Saturday, gets the pots up, gets the creamer out, gets all that ready. So when he comes in at 8.30 Sunday morning, all he has to do is brew the coffee and dump it in the dispensers. Right. The dispensers are up, the table's set up. And when I walk in on Saturday night to make sure everything's ready to preach and to go on Sunday, and I see that there, it's a comfort to me. Right. You know, last Sunday I walked in, it wasn't there. I was like, what's going on? But he was sick with COVID. Mm. And well, he tested negative, but it's COVID-like symptoms. Right. And without even realizing it, my stomach kind of dropped because I'm like, oh no, we're not going to be ready Mm -hmm. for tomorrow. Yeah. But he had already taken care of it, called somebody else. They were going to do it Sunday morning, fine. But as a pastor, knowing that's already done and taken care of, right. it just takes a load off of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you do handouts when you preach. Maybe you preach Sunday nights and you do handouts. Okay, if your church is at 6 o'clock, 5.55 is not the time to be printing those handouts yep. out. You're right. Yeah. The printer doesn't work. Um, something happens. Mm-hmm. The Wi-Fi is down. It's going to happen. Yep. And, and for again, for you yourself to know those handouts are sitting out waiting for people to grab when they walk in, you know, Saturday night, you know, two o'clock Sunday afternoon, right after dinner, I'm going in and making the handouts for tonight. Man, it just takes a ton of load of pressure off. Well, it's no different than, um, well, preparation for your lesson, your sermon. Um, you know, if you are a procrastinator by nature, um, you're like, oh my goodness, you know, it, stuff doesn't right. come to me until right. Saturday night at midnight. Right. No, God speaks on Mondays right. and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. and we have to discipline ourselves. Now, I, I'm I'm just being transparent. This is something that I still struggle with uh, in, in my life is planning ahead, giving myself more time than what I think. I always think that, you know, if if I need to, if it's going to take me half an hour to to get ready. Um, I need to give myself 45 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's constantly something that we're improving on. And, yeah. you know, um, the you can never find the shoes that you need. Um, or, you know, so just anticipate those things. Make yeah. that a part of your routine. You're not only going to um, relieve stress in your own life, but you're going to relieve stress in the life of everybody that yeah. you're ministering to. Yeah. And anything like that that you can take off the table it just opens up a, a freedom and just a sigh. It's relief. Yeah. It's yeah. everybody's exactly. at ease. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's good. And sometimes being late, staying late does not make up for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I stay and help clean up. We should do that anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew Brees, I love Drew Brees. He had a great, man, just a, a good testimony for the Lord and a great work ethic. First one to open up the stadium, the last one to leave. Mm. And he was a leader. 
and and he he did that by example. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be the first one here, boys, starting to work out, and I'll be the last one to leave. Yeah. Now we've learned more in training, and you know Tom Brady doesn't even go to practice half the time. Yeah. But he's working out, and everybody knows that. Right. Right. But he's doing his own thing. But but the point is, you know, as a leader, they're there. So, you know, as an assistant, I would encourage you not only to be early, but don't be the first one out the door either. Mm, yeah. You yeah. know, if there's an if there's an outing going on. Your pastor doesn't want to be looking around and people in the church looking around saying, hey, where's pastor so-and-so? Yeah. I don't know. He must have left already. Mm-hmm. And I, just this is on topic, but just a, a side note on that topic is things that you may not think are important are important. Mm-hmm. Like like the coffee. Yeah. You know, you, you may look at that and go, what does that have to do with ministry? Mm-hmm. What well, has everything to do with ministry? Yeah. It's it's all the little things that when people walk in make a huge impact, yeah. and so um, you know if if we we can trivialize everything to where well why do we need padded seats let's just all come in and sit on concrete floors and right. and you know what I'm right. saying we can trivialize every, everything yeah. to where uh, we just make ministry about well as if I'm not. Um, out here uh, sharing the gospel with somebody or preparing for a sermon, then it's really not needful. Yeah. You know, well, then you're not needful. Yeah. I mean, if if you want to get down to it, then then you're not needful. Go go get a job somewhere, and your pastor can take care of most of that. You've got to be able to see ministry through the little details of life. That yeah, in in times in critical times, um, may not make it or break it mm. but if that's if that's the norm if your normal attitude towards ministry is it's no big deal then you're no big deal to that ministry um, so make make it a a point in in your attitude towards what you're doing yeah. to be there be on time and do the little things yeah. well that's really good and that, that goes into number two talking about do it with the proper attitude yeah because Again, going what you're saying, Dan, the proper attitude is this is, yeah, it might not be my church, but it is your church. Mm-hmm. And you might think, well, these aren't my people. Yes, they are. Yes, your they people. are. I couldn't ask anything more of my assistants than to love our people mm-hmm. like their own. You know? And if I know if they love our church and they love our people, they're going to do it with the right heart and the right attitude because it's not a job. Right. They're serving as a shepherd who loves the sheep. Right. And and despite your situation, despite the, the you know the shepherd that you're under, you're still a shepherd, you know, pastoring that flock. Yeah. And you need to love your sheep. Right. And and if I love my sheep, I'm going to be with them. Yeah. And I'm going to stay and, and see them out the door. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to want to be at the hospital with them on that surgery or that morning. And you know, I couldn't ask for anything more than yeah. that from an assistant. And that shows a maturity. It does in them. When you care as much as your pastor cares, yeah, that that says something. And there's no competition in the kingdom. You're no, not, well, I'm going to love him more not. than he does. No, that's not the point. Right. You're not you're not going to the hospital to visit them 30 minutes before you know the pastor is, so you can say you were there first. Yeah. You know, if that's your attitude, stop. Ministry. Right. Right. Sure. But if you're going just because, hey, this is the only time I had today, I want to come up. Pastor's coming up, and I want to make sure I got to see mm-hmm. you too. Let you know I love you, and we're praying for you. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. And, That's terrific. You know, for me, I want to know that my assistant cares as much as I do um, when when things go. Does it bother you when when things don't go right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you walked in on Saturday night and the stuff wasn't set up, and it was like it, there was this this anxiousness that mm-hmm. that you had. I I want 
to know that my assistant has that same um, anxiousness yeah. <laughs> when when things aren't right. Yeah. You know, that slide wasn't right. It was it a big deal? Did we recover? What, you know, it, yeah, it was fine. It, but I want to know that it bothered him. Yeah. Because if it didn't bother him, then he won't make sure it's right the next time. Yeah. You know, um, and so. I don't want to be the guy that's that's constantly going up and saying, "Hey, you know that that." Well, I, I know it wasn't right. Oh my goodness, I was so embarrassed. You know, oh man, can we not get that sound right or whatever? You know, I want to know that it's a big deal to them, like it's a big deal to me. So make sure that the that you know the things. Every pastor has their pet peeve, mm-hmm. um, and and that should become your pet peeve too. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So there's a caring attitude. That's the caring attitude. The opposite, that's the care less attitude that we're talking about you don't want to have. And sometimes that care less attitude comes in because the pastor maybe has asked something of us that we think is ridiculous. You know what? This is crazy. I got to be in here on a Saturday to get these coffee pots up. Why? I could just do it in the morning. Well, maybe that's the case. But instead of asking the pastor why, you just have an attitude about it all Mm -hmm. day Saturday. And then you have an attitude about it Sunday. And then that carries over. You know, like... When I came to faith, Pastor Moraine asked me to be at the church on Saturday mornings. I think it was 8 o'clock in the morning. And no, it was 9 because I had to be at church on Sundays at 8. Well, Sunday school wasn't until 10. And I wasn't preaching. But he wanted me there at 8 on Sundays. And they wanted me there at 9 on Saturdays. So I sat down with him. And and after I went to there on a couple 9 o'clock Saturdays, it was to change the oil in the vans, fill them up full of gas, make sure there was air in the tires and getting them ready. To go out on Sunday morning, right? You know, getting ready to roll, and I'm like, "Hey, can I just do that on Friday night before I leave for work, so I can have my Saturday off?" And he's like, "No, I want it done on Saturday morning." And after going to a couple of Saturdays, I realized that him and his buddy from 40 years have done this together every Saturday. Yeah, they spent more time shooting the breeze and talking about the sure. paper, yeah, and what was going on in Morgantown than even on the vans. Mm-hmm. And so again, I said on past Moran, I said, "Listen." You know, this takes a couple minutes. I could do it on Friday nights if you wanted me to. I'm just here. You and Gary are doing this. Right. Is there really a need for me to be here at 9? He's like, honestly, I know. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, and, and so, but it was a conversation. Right. Yeah. And I could have just done it, had an attitude the whole time that I was there, had an attitude when I left the house, had an attitude to my wife when I came back. But mm-hmm. we can't do anything, any Saturdays ever, because I've got to be there. Right. Yeah. And, and, or... If, if it's a problem for you to come in on Saturday, set the coffee pots up, sit down with the pastor and say, hey, listen, can we work something out? It's communication. Mm-hmm. So if Johnny says, listen, don't panic. Saturdays are rough on me. I'll make sure everything's rolling on Sunday morning by 830. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Then then I'm fine with that. Absolutely. But don't do it with the wrong attitude or the wrong spirit. Yeah. For, for me, it was a Saturday night prayer meeting that ended up being the pastor and myself and sometimes one other person mm. and we would take the the list of of our church directory and we would split up and we would pray over you know our church family and you know what it's how do you say well this is not necessary um but is it necessary on saturday evening every saturday evening when you know visitation was that morning oh, wow. and you know then you know our, our mondays uh, uh, was our day off? We don't take Sundays off, or, or you know, Sunday's a day off for yeah. for you know. It was that it was that yep. kind of mentality. Well, that's okay, but at some point, like 
yeah, I've got a baby. I, I've, I've got a wife. I, you know, what, what, what gives here? Something's got to give. And it was communication. And whether we saw eye to eye or not, we came to an agreement. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but there was, there was a, many Saturdays that I wasn't going into a prayer meeting very prayerful because I was going in with a bad attitude. Like, why do I have to be here? You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm running here in here for 30 stinking minutes and it takes me longer to commute back and forth. This yeah. is ridiculous, yeah. you know? And so my heart's not right. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. That's really good. So, you know, if, again, if you got something like that, I think communication is key. Um, but if you don't think your pastor can see that attitude, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. They see it, yeah. And 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 unfortunately, our carnality is going to want to say, "Well, that's just too bad," mm-hmm. you know, with a with a not the proper spirit, right? And and that needs to be dealt with. Um, going along, I think all these kind of tie together. But three, to be wise beyond your years, I would encourage you guys to be overly prepared for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, do not rely on your past experiences. Do not rely on your past teaching. Um, to succeed in your current mm-hmm. position. And, and what do I mean by that? All right, so we have chapel every week. I had a youth pastor in the area lined up to come and speak in chapel. And one of our favorite chapel speakers, the kids love him. And, I mean, he's always late, always. You just anticipate it. You know, he's, chapel starts at 9 a.m. He's going to be rolling in at 9.05. It's just going to happen. Well, now it's 9.10. Like where is we can only sing so many songs and so right. many games with these kids. You're you're flipping yep, through yep, thinking what yep, am I gonna preach? What's gonna happen? <laughs> what's gonna take place? Actually it was ten ten. And and so finally, you know, he comes running in, he's wearing a t shirt with paint on it, sweatpants, paint on it, tennis shoes. He's got another teen with him I've never seen before, and he comes right up. Okay, and he just starts preaching. You know, we're out of the way, he comes and does his thing. I think it was a good message, you know, whatever. And afterwards, the bottom line was this. He got up that morning, had a teen with him, and they were working on props for the big youth outing that night. And he got working on those props in the morning, lost track of time, just shows up, throws something out of the hat, and just wings it. Yeah. He wasn't prepared. He wasn't ready. But because of his past experiences, he pulled it off. Can God work in spite of that? Yes. But that showed immaturity. Yeah. Yeah. On his part. It could be, guys, you've got a youth outing and, you know, or it's VBS and the pastor's asked you to do a couple games. You've not put any time into it at all. You know you can walk in there Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, make up a game off the cuff and just do it. Mm -hmm. You can walk into Sunday school, make up the Sunday school lesson as you do it. But that just shows and proves immaturity. Yeah. Yeah. You, you walk into the pulpit, you walk into Wednesday night, you walk into a VBS, and you are prepared. Everything's laid out. Everything's ready. And, man, you excel with that. I can't explain it, but it just goes a long yeah. way. Yeah. People can sense it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's such a balance in making, uh, making things feel uh, very comfortable and at home while having a plan yeah. in place. Yeah. And what you do is... You put a question mark every, every time you're late. Every time you're not prepared, you put a question mark in people's mind. Can I trust that he's going to be there? Can I trust that he's going to be ready? Um, can I trust this person? Yeah. Ultimately? Well, no, you can't because then you know if you're if you're doing that and the pastor sees that and then you're like, hey, I want to take the kids on a missions trip. <laughs> right. That's funny right. joke. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you can't. You're not even prepared for a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. How in the world are you going to be prepared for a week on the field? Right. You know. So that's showing you know wisdom beyond your years. Yeah. In, in that way. So I would say you know three be prepared. Two have the right attitude. You know, one, be early for everything. Mm-hmm. And then four, never, ever carry the attitude. It's better to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah. And you guys might not come out and say that's your attitude, but it is. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, um, pastor would never approve this or never let it happen. But, hey, I'll just ask, tell him I'm sorry when I get back. Right. Yeah. So you're on a youth outing. Let's say you're taking the teen skiing. Um, it's a Saturday. Church is Sunday. Sunday school Sunday morning. You know you have to be off the slopes at 1 o'clock in order to get them back in time, to get them home, to get them ready for church. And at 1 o'clock, everybody comes in and says, Pastor, just one more. The the, the snow's perfect. Right. The weather's perfect. You're like, ah, all right, guys, one more. Well, that's three hours later. Mm-hmm. You finally get them all back in. Now you're sweating. You're panicked. You're yelling at them to hurry up. You hurry up. You get them. You don't have time to eat dinner. You go you know, swing through the drive through You really don't get back now until 9 o'clock that night. And Sunday school in the next morning, half of the kids aren't even there because they're all sleeping in, and you know you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And you make up excuses. Well, one kid got lost, or, and, and well, we couldn't get right. all the skis in. Well, they messed it up at the lodge, and da 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 da. What you're doing is you're asking forgiveness yeah. instead right. of permission. Yeah. And and don't be that way, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and you know the the whole excuses thing. You know, I can make excuses oh, about yeah. everything, and I can I can tell you there's always there's always traffic, there's always a slowpoke in front of me, uh, there's always reasons why I couldn't get done what I needed to get done, and I, I mean, if you want excuses, I've got them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but nobody wants to hear excuses. Right. Um, if you mess up, fess up. Just just be like, hey, you know what? I messed that one up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I messed that one yeah. up. People will be so um, uh, appreciative of just raw honesty yeah. like that. Uh, and then don't do things that you know that you're going to have to explain away later. And that's what you're talking about here. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll add one thing here. You know, you're going to have to make a, a case for the rest of your ministry. I don't care if it's to your pastor. I don't care if it's to deacons or if it's to um, uh, Sunday school teachers or a Christian school or um, the town zoning board or whatever it is. You're going to be making a case for the rest of your ministry. Learn how to do it. Learn how to make a case. And sometimes in the midst of that, you'll find that you don't have a case at all. You're just selfish and want what you want, right? Uh, But at least you'll know that. So yeah. learn how to make the case for this is why this would be better and and get the leadership on your side from the very beginning. And that way, at the end of it, you don't have to make excuses. You don't have to ask for forgiveness yeah. because everybody's on the same Great. page. Yeah. And I would say along those lines, on this point, if you've not read the book by Jocko, Extreme Ownership, buy it now and read it. Hmm. Because Extreme Ownership, as a commander of the Navy SEALs, even if his SEAL guys drop the ball... It was him that had to answer to the Pentagon. Hmm. And he said, guys, it's my fault. Yeah, my boys weren't prepared for that battle, but I didn't have them prepared. Hmm. And it's learning to take ownership as a leader for the fallout. And man, after reading that book, it has just changed me completely. Hmm. And so I hire contractors to come in, remodel the bathroom. They they 
steal the equipment. They take 15 grand and they're gone. Hmm. Now I want to blame the deacons. That's your responsibility. Why did you do that? I want to blame other people. I want to blame the person that recommended them in the first place. And I sat down with the deacons. I said, it's my fault. I I hired them. I didn't check their credentials. I didn't check their license. I didn't look, you know, to look at other jobs they had done. I take total ownership of this. Yeah. Issue done. Yeah. Nothing else you can say. Right. You know, extreme ownership, not, you know, just, just, it's my fault. Yeah. Own up. Confess. And then I would say the last one, guys, as we quickly go through this, never in your preaching, never be the hero in your sermon. Hmm. You know, I know you guys are probably working more hours than the pastor. Hmm. I know that he hasn't um, cleaned out the dumpster in the last five years. He hasn't grabbed the weed eater. He doesn't know where the weed eater of the church is or the snow shovel or the salt. But, you know, as I'm looking at the salt out on the sidewalk today, you know, if the assistant was there at 8 o'clock, you know, let's say 6 o'clock Sunday morning, shoveled the sidewalks off, um, got the coffee ready, turned the heat on, um, and then preached the Sunday morning message because the pastor was sick, mm-hmm. don't get up and say, you know, when I was here at 6 o'clock this morning, I was yeah. praying about, <laughs> you know, you're the hero now. Right. You know, yesterday when I was weed-eating that ditch out there that nobody's been weed-eating for the last five <laughs> years, uh, right. you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay, you're making yourself the hero. Yeah. Or, you know, I had to, um, my car broke down. I had to borrow money to get it fixed last week. Mm-hmm. And wait a second, time out. Yeah. You know, don't use the pulpit as to get pity from the people or to right. get praise. Let him, uh, another man praise thee yes. and not thine own lips. Yep. Um, for sure. Yep. And I know the pastor hasn't knocked on as many doors as you have the past year, but nobody in the church cares about all the doors you've knocked on. Yeah. You know, just if that's the case, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. We're in it for the wrong reasons. But that's that's an example of youth. And I'm just, again, Dan and I aren't just making these things up. They're either things that we've been guilty of or we've known right. people who are guilty yes. of. Most of them, things that we've been absolutely yeah. guilty of. Absolutely. Yeah. But by just small steps like this, you can show maturity beyond your years. Yeah. And no man is going to despise or not give any account or reject your youth because mm. they're going to look at you and say, man, I'd never guess he's 25. Right. I'd never guess he's 27. I wish I had that kind of maturity at 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I, I what an example for my kids to follow. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what you want. That's what you want to be as an assistant. So thank you guys again, and, and even ladies, for joining in with us again today. It's a privilege to serve you on the podcast, Art of the Assistant. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know. Um, like, subscribe, follow, and let others know about Art of the Assistant, that it might be an encouragement and a help too. Dan, thank you, sir. And we'll tune back in again next week.